Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Today, today on Faith, okay. No, leave it, leave it. Don't, don't you edit that out. Today on Faith at Eight, we're in Daughters of Grace and we are talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus today. I'm excited. This is actually the only woman I knew in the Bible when we first started this. Or probably one of the very few. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. So Mary, um, I think we all kind of know who Mary is, but just in case anyone's confused, let's go through it. There's a lot of Marys in the Bible, so we understand. There are a lot of Marys there, in the Bible. There's no judgment here. But this is the OG Mary is what OG. I'm going to call her. So OG Mary, she is a young teenager when the angel Gabriel comes to her and tells her that she is going to have God's baby. No, that is not word for word from the Bible. This is me paraphrasing. Okay. Um, so she goes, he, Gabriel goes and tells her that you are going to have God's baby, but she is already betrothed to Joseph. Also a lot of Joseph's in the Bible. Also a lot of Joseph's in my family, just an FYI. Um, and so <laughs> that's true too. Um, so that is who this is. That is who we're speaking about today of the 5,000 Marys in the Bible. Mm-hmm. We're speaking about Mary, mother of Jesus. And... How can you just not love Mary? Um, thinking about being in her shoes, being a teenager, and being told, like, at this time, you are going to give birth to the, to the Messiah. Mm-hmm. But also understanding that at that time, she's not married. Mm-mm. She's betrothed to Joseph. So now she's pregnant in this time period where having a pregnancy outside of marriage is not like, oh, yay, let's celebrate that. And she's entering into this knowing like, okay, this is God's plan and this is what I was told and, you know, this is the path for me. But just thinking about how, as a teenager, would I take that kind of news? I probably, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I was not a rebellious teenager. However, um, I don't know if I was a joyfully obedient teenager either. Right? And I love how they even use, they use that. She submitted herself in joyful obedience. Like, she understood the magnitude of what that calling was. And so, you know, it's a very beautiful moment, but I, I literally just think about my mindset as a teenager, and obviously the time periods are extremely different. Yeah. But just thinking about, as a teenager, getting this message and knowing, okay, I'm going to give birth to the Messiah, and, like, I'm, you know, going to be in that mother role. Like... What? Yeah, she's going to be giving birth to her own savior. Just think about that for a second. Like, that's really very powerful. And I love that they kept using the word obedient because it's very interesting. Um, We talked, okay, so we're going through Daughters of Grace and we're going through, um, you know, many of these Christ-centered women. Some of them came to Christ after encountering him. But um, we, we often will talk about, hey, I want to be more a better follower of Christ. I want to be a Christ-centered woman. And what you find over and over again is these women were all obedient. Yes. They were all obedient. And and not like, I will tell you, I am I am sometimes obedient to God, but I'm not joyfully obedient. I sit there, oh my gosh, I got to do this too. And, uh, <laughs> and I grumble the whole time. Like I'm being obedient, but I'll admit I am mm-hmm. in a horrible mood the whole entire time I'm doing it um, because I'm being inconvenienced or I am being something along those lines. And so so for God to use her, she needed to be obedient. She needed to be obedient to God's commands. She needed to be obedient to Gabriel's message. She had to be obedient to all of it, but she wasn't just obedient. She was joyously obedient. And when I joyfully obedient, when I think of the ways that God has called my family to serve, 
more my husband than me, um, called us both to serve. And oftentimes I am, I have to check myself of, okay, am I grumbling because my husband's being obedient? Because that's not what God's called me to do. God's called me to serve joyfully. And my husband's serving. I need to be joyful that he is serving despite the fact that it may inconvenience my plan. When God calls me to serve, when God calls me, I'll admit, I talked about how we had a friend, maybe I didn't, I don't know. We had a friend that had COVID. He was in the hospital. He needed some things. And I I obediently Mm -hmm. served him as God called me to do. But can I tell you how many times I was like, girls, come on, mommy has too much to do. She has all these things to do. And I had, and I, I can thank God for his mercies that are new every moment because I needed a lot of mercy because I kept having to check. Okay. Yes. You're being inconvenienced, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. It is okay to be inconvenienced. And oftentimes we want to serve and we want to be obedient, but only if it meets (laughs) our timeline. It's in my schedule. It's our schedule. It doesn't look, it looks a certain Mm -hmm. way. It doesn't inconvenience me. It doesn't message up my, my routine. And we talk about how I'm very routine oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, I like, I'm very habitual. I go to, bed pretty much the same time every night. I wake up the same time every day without a clock. I am a very habitual person. My body, my mind runs at a higher capacity when those things happen, Mm -hmm. but I'm still going to be challenged sometimes. You know, I am challenged the first Wednesday of every month when my children are up past nine o'clock because we're at church and, um, and I can sit there and grumble and sometimes I do, or I can sit there and be like, wow, my children are in the house of God they are worshiping him. This is a blessing. And so so I can choose to be obedient like Mary, or I can choose to be obedient like I am. And um, guys, she got it right, and I oftentimes get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I love how we have to remember that, you know, God chose Mary to be the mother of the Savior. Yeah. Like, he chose Mary, this, this humble and faithful woman. And not even woman, like, Child. child yeah yeah teenager like but like yeah. he chose and that was such a testament to her faith mm-hmm. too and you know he knew that she would be obedient and you know mm-hmm. we may not be selected to be the mother no. of the messiah but are we faithful are we obedient mm-hmm. are we humble i love how you know when you read the story of mary she wasn't going around being like hey hey I am the mother of the Messiah. Like, that's me. Look at me. Look at what I did. I'm the OG Mary. Like, when you read through the Bible, it is, you know, Mary was Jesus' mother, but there's not that emphasis Mm -hmm. on her because it's not about her. Mm -mm. She was the way that God chose for Jesus to come into the world in that physical form. But the focus has to remain on Jesus. And I, I love that because it just allows me to step back and be reminded that, you know, I'm being used too. And am I being obedient? Am I mm-hmm. being faithful? Am I being humble in the ways mm-hmm. that I'm being used? Yeah, absolutely. And and she probably did feel confused and perplexed. Oh, my gosh. But yet she, she her reaction was simple faith. We oftentimes think that faith needs to be this like really complicated, complex thing. But no, it's simply believing. It's simply obeying. It's simply, it's not making a big thing about it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, excuse me, I'm Jesus' mom. Can I please get special parking for my donkey? Like, it's not. It's none of that stuff. It is just, hey, I am doing what God has called me to do. And I'm keeping the focus solely on him and not on myself. There's no room in the end. She could have pulled like the, hey, yeah. I'm the mother of the Messiah card. And like, no. I'm giving birth to the Savior. How can you not give me a room? Hello. I remember once Alex had, like, something special 
high five status at Hyatt and we were stranded in Atlanta airport and we got to the Hyatt and I was like, but we have such and such status. And the guy was like, yeah, but all the rooms are taken. I can't kick someone out. And I was like, why not? <laughs> so basically act like Mary, not like Shanna. She, she's gets along a lot. And I love, you know, because we've got questions at the end of this as well each time that kind of help guide us through these studies. So if you don't have the actual mm -hmm. Daughters of Grace study from Daily Grace, highly recommend it um, because it really gives a point of reflection too. And, you know, what can I learn from the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus, that I can apply to my own life? And the first thing that came to me was listen. Like, how often am I listening yeah. to the guidance? Am I listening to what God truly wants me to do? What is he laying on my heart? And am I listening, but am I acting on it? And am I acting in faith and blocking out the noise of the world and actually walking out the purpose that he has for me? And it's interesting because I'm at a time, too, in my life where I am starting to be pushed in a direction that is really uncomfortable, but I understand that it, I have been being molded and prepared for this moment and for what is to come. But it's interesting when I sit back and I truly listen mm -hmm. because I'm like, oh, my human, my humanness does not want to go in that direction. And yet on my heart, it's saying you're go like, this is where you need to go. And how often do we let the world get in the way? How often do we let our human side get in the way? And when do we actually just sit back, listen, and then also act in that direction even when it's uncomfortable. I can't imagine how uncomfortable it was for Mary to understand what was going on and then be like, yes, hey, I'm, you know, pregnant in this society where they look down upon me. Mm -hmm. And I know that this is where I'm supposed to go. This is the direction that, that I'm going in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it, it described in here that Mary was a faithful and humble woman. And so when I think of what can I learn from her and Jamie, who was at the Faith at Eight retreat, said this quote at one point in there. And she goes, True humility is confidence in Christ. And what we've seen is, oh, humility means I put myself lower than someone else. So we like, we, we don't really understand how we're supposed to do that sometimes. Or maybe it's just me, like I, I, I get lost. But, but if I really am humble, that means that I will follow Christ and I will truly have faith that whatever it says in God's word is true. And I will not doubt it. And I will act in a way that says, that shows that I, I believe it. And, and so if I am going to do that, I need to be humble and in a way that does give all the glory to God, does give all the focus mm -hmm. to Christ and understands that it's, it, it's not about um, me lowering myself. It's about me, get, me being confident in what the word says. And um, because God uses ordinary people who will submit mm -hmm. to him. And, and if, and it's, it's a word that we don't like in this society. Like we don't like submit. Like, I'm not going to submit. I'm not going to obey. Yeah. Like submit to your husband. Like I'm not going to do that. But, but he can use us in such, in so many powerful ways when we do that, when we do submit, when we do follow what the word says. Um, but here we love to hear and talk about God using ordinary people, but we ignore the submit part. Like we don't want to do it. And so, yeah. We don't want to obey his commands. We re we don't want to read his word. Like we say, oh, I want to read my his word. But then we make all these excuses mm -hmm. of why we don't have time. We don't have time for church. We don't have time for prayer. And it's okay. So if you really want him to use you, if you really, if you really, really, truly are humble, you will have confidence. Mm -hmm. And when it says in the word, I couldn't find my Bible, that, that it, that you will follow it. And, um, I admit, I, I think I've always overlooked 
the Mary's praise. Like, guys, she was... She was she was ostracized, I'm sure. People are going to be talking, you know, and all that. And yet she still praises him. In Luke 1, 46 to 50. Wait, I wrote it down. Let me make sure I'm going all the way to what I wanted to read. 55. It says, My soul praises the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me and in his name and his name is holy his mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him he has done a mighty deed with his arm he has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts he has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly he has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. She's quoting Old Testament. And so when I am in a time when all things are not going as I plan, am I praising him or am I questioning him? Mm -hmm. Am I being confident? Am I being humble and confident in what the word says? Or am I questioning, why are you doing this to me? And and is my praise a praise of like, I, I, I'm okay with this situation. Thank you for this situation. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this struggle. Thank you for everything that's going on. Or is it one of, I don't understand why this is happening to me. And it's okay to have those thoughts and feelings. That's mm-hmm. a very natural thing to say, why me? Why? Are, but where is that leading to you two? Yes. I know that in the beginning of my walk, those were some of my biggest questions is, you know, why do certain things happen? Um, and that's when I leaned into the presence of God and the promises of God, those studies um, by She Reads Truth. And I sat in there and really wanted to understand what what are the promises of God and where is the presence of God? And it gave me such clarity, but I wouldn't have had that if I wasn't honest with my questions, but I Mm -hmm. didn't sit in the victim mentality of, oh, this is happening to me and I have no control. No, I have control to go seek answers and I have that ability to, but am I letting the world get in the way of me finding out what those answers are and understanding what the truth is? Because the world teaches us to not listen to that. Mm-hmm. That, oh, you know what? You are, everything's just happening to you. Don't worry. You have no control over that. Blah, blah, blah. But then when you sit in the word, you start to understand what the truth is and who truly is control and mm-hmm. in control. And when you look at life as this is happening for me, mm-hmm. God has this all laid out for me that even if it looks difficult, even though it looks challenging, it's happening for me. Mm-hmm. And what could that possibility be? You know, we both went through COVID. I and you as well believe COVID happened for us. It yeah. allowed us to see things, you know, in in clear vision. It allowed us to see things in a different light. Now, when others um, say, "Oh, hey, I got COVID," or a family member, it's like going into action of how can I serve you? Mm-hmm. How can I help you with information? You know, we've been through this. What can we do? Yeah. Um, but understanding that that didn't happen to us; it happened for us, and everything is. But we wouldn't have that vision if we didn't know how God worked. Yeah. And so you have to sit in the Bible, and you're right; you have that choice. We mm-hmm. have this amount of time. Are you sitting there on social media scrolling through? Or are you going to take five minutes and actually just pick up your Bible and read and seek the answers that are going to fill that emptiness of why you're trying to get that good feeling by going elsewhere? Yeah, and, and sometimes it's not even social media. Are you spending so much time 
focusing on earthly things yes. like oh I, I have but I have I have to get my house clean I have to do this and they're all things yes we have to do like if I don't wash the laundry mm-hmm. it'll be stinky I'll have no clothes and walking around <laughs> naked is not an option here friends <laughs> if I don't clean the toilet it's going to get disgusting I get that but where are you prioritizing yes pile, where are you pile rocks. where are you prioritizing and and I in that prayer it talks about because of the thoughts of their hearts, he knows our th- our hearts. Yes. He knows our hearts. So it's not just about, um, it's, it's, I forgot what I was going to say, something awesome. But like, are, are we, are we understanding that it's our choice? Like it is our choice. We get to choose mm-hmm. how we're going to react to things. We are going to, like, we... We get to choose, hey, if we're going to pray the prayer of Isaiah, take my heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. Like, what are what is on our hearts? Because we may have gotten better at controlling our tongues, depending on the day you talk to me. Um, but have we also controlled what's going on in our hearts? Mm-hmm. Are, are we inundating ourselves? I'll tell you right now, if I inundate myself with what's going on social media and what's going on in the news... I will, I, I found this in 2020 and I've been doing better. 2021, I have moments. I will, it will change the way I'm seeing things. Mm-hmm. 2020 was one of the greatest blessings of our family. It truly, truly was. God re- refocused us. He changed things around, things that we thought we needed. He showed us that we didn't. 2021, he's doing similar things in that. And and uh, with us giving getting COVID. And we can choose we can say those things, but God knows what's on our hearts. Mm-hmm. So do we really believe that? Are, are we, and how are we going to act in response to it? Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, walking through and, and really looking at, at Mary, the mother of Jesus and understanding how can that reflect on our lives? How can I be obedient? How can I be joyful? How can I listen? How can I act? How can I move through truly, um, you know, surrendering to God and his plan for me and being yes. open to that, that it may not look like what the world wants it to look like. And that's really, you know, when I was reading through this, that's what I was reflecting on is how can I be obedient? How can I truly surrender? And I've talked about on other podcasts that that's where my focus has been the past few months is what does surrender truly look like in all areas of my life? And that's where Christ-centered habits comes in. That's where pile of rocks comes in is really looking at the priorities and saying, have I given this over to God? Have I truly said whatever the plan is here, this is yours. I'm just giving it you know, back to you and guide me through this, or am I still trying to hold on to control because I think it should look a certain way? Absolutely. Because it should resemble what the world says it should look like. Even we could struggle there. So let's pray us out. Um, Dear, dear God, dear faithful creator, Lord, we are so just humbled and in awe of who you are and what you've done. Father God, thank you for for this study and what you've put in front of us lord we are just inspired and we are just so gracious that we even get to be in your presence that we even get to read your word thank you father god for the written word thank you for sharing with us thank you for not forsaking us thank you thank you father god lord we know we get it so wrong that oftentimes We get so stuck on what we think or what the world thinks our lives are supposed to look like and how we think things are supposed to go that we get more focused on what we think and less on what you think. We get more focused on the to-do list of the world than your, your commandments for us, Lord. We start prioritizing things in the wrong order and we know that we oftentimes get our hearts all tied up in, in worldly 
thoughts instead of, of what you've commanded us. Lord, we know oftentimes we say we are humble, but really we lack confidence in who you are and what your word says. We doubt it. We lack faith at times, Lord. We are so sorry for that, Lord. Please forgive us. Please forgive us for those moments where we lack faith. Lord, we are so thankful that you used Mary. We are so thankful for her obedience, that she is a great role model of what it looks like to be joyfully obedient in times of struggle, joyfully obedient when things do not look the way the world says they should look in our lives. Lord, thank you for that example. We are so grateful that you did use Mary to birth your one and only son, Jesus Christ, who would die on the cross for us. Thank you for him. Thank you for his sacrifice. Thank you for for that message and for guiding us and being willing to sacrifice for us who were still sinners when he was sent, who are still sinners today. Lord, as we walk out throughout the week, Father God, please take our hearts of stone and replace them with hearts of flesh. Please allow us to say, be so focused on what your word says, so confident, so confident in who you are and the promises that you make, that humility is easy. The humility is simple because our confidence in you is so much greater than our confidence in ourselves. That our confidence and our focus in you makes it easy to make your priority because we know that you are the alpha and omega. We know that you are the beginning and the end. And we know that this word is truth. And at the end, you win. We have confidence in the words that it says. We have confidence and we, because of that confidence, because of that humility and confidence in you, we will joyfully obey. We will joyfully obey when we want to. We will joyfully obey when we don't want to. We will joyfully obey everything that's happening in front of us, everything you're laying out in front of us, even when it doesn't resemble what we think it should look like, even when it doesn't resemble what the world says it should look like. Thank you, Father God, for this word. Thank you for constantly your new mercies every day that never run dry. We are so grateful to you and to your to and to your son and to this this word, Father God. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, write us a little review. We would love if you share this with a friend because we want to get Faith at Eight out in every hand and just extend that table to everyone who needs a seat. Yes, our goal is to make heaven crowded. So we appreciate all of your help. Bye, friends. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.